Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, Stiff Farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. It's the 49er Faithful UK show. Week 9, and it's the bye week. Uh, no game, but there is a little bit of news. As once again, John Lynch goes to Washington and pulls off a trade, perhaps better described as a theft. I'm Gareth Ellis, and I'm joined by Lee Gowland. Hey, guys. And Paul Hope. What's up, Fairfell? So, evening, gents. Defensive end Chase Young is a 49er, having passed his medical. A trade arranged with Martin Mayhew for the same pick we got for the Commodores hiring Martin Mayhew. Uh, some initial uh, reactions to the trade came out of the blue a bit. Yeah, um, I think it was a masterstroke by John Lynch, to be honest. I mean, you've already said that. Um, we, we've kind of robbed them a little bit there. Coming off the back of three defeats, the way the fan base was um, entering the bye week wasn't great. Everybody was um, a little bit down. And I think the Chase Young trade has, has definitely picked everybody up. Um, How is he going to perform as a 49er? He's actually getting off to a decent start this year. Um, so in his career since 2020, he's got 14 career sacks. Five of those have come this year in the first half of the season. There was question marks over whether or not he would ever be the same again after he tore his uh, ACL during the 21 season. Um, I think it took him a little bit to get back up to speed uh, and this season he's looking back to the player he was back in 2020 when he got uh, defensive rookie of the year so it's the first time in what 10 years since we've had bookend defensive ends and um, the Smith brothers being the, being the last one um, I called them the Smith brothers because that's whatever he called them back then uh, obviously they weren't brothers <laughs> there's a couple of telltale signs um but yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I've never been this excited about watching the defense play. I think once um, Chase Young gets a few uh, practices under his belt with Chris Kerserick, then um, I think we're going to see see him elevated. I mean, we, we all talked about Yvonne Hargrave coming in at the start of the season and how he was going to elevate Nick Porter. And obviously that, that hasn't quite happened at the moment. But I don't think it's because he hasn't been playing well enough to, to elevate Nick Porter. I think Nick Porter is suffering from the contract dispute, from holding out, from not coming to practice. And he's, he's taking his time to actually get back up to speed. There's also the little uh, thing about the scheme. Chase Young's coming into this brand new. So we don't know what to expect. I don't really follow the Washington Commanders that much. I don't know how they play on defence. But what I do know is between Young and uh, Montez Sweet, they've been excellent. They've been a force to be reckoned with. They get to the uh, quarterback often. They hurry him. They, they, they make a nuisance of themselves in that backfield. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing Chase Young. And, I mean, the added benefit of the fact that the two of them played together for a high estate. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of like two brothers <laughs> coming back to play again. And I'm, ju I'm just really excited to see it. And I didn't realise how big Chase Young was. So he's six foot five. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he's quite tall. What do you think, And that'll come in handy. Well, oh, yeah. Equin, what Lee said, Gareth, um, I know there's some injury concerns. That was the first bit of kind of when the news broke. 
a few people were like, oh, yeah, he was a defensive rookie player of the year, but he's Torres ACL. He's actually featured quite highly on the Washington Commanders for snaps this year. If you go and look at the stats, he's up in the top five, Lee, for pressures, 40 pressures, five sacks. And because we're heading out for the Buccaneers game, Gareth, and we're playing against our good friend Baker Mayfield, John Lynch thought, what better way to get another Ohio State Buckeye on the opposite side? I mean, the news broke on Tuesdays as me and Nick went live with the live show and everybody was on the same page in the comments. It's a bold move. Um, A little bit shocked because I think people expected us to go for a cornerback. But if you look at what John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have done, they've always prioritised that defensive front. And like Lee said, I think we had high hopes for Hargrave, but how can you not be excited? Low cost, high reward. 561,000 salary till the rest of the year. He didn't get his fifth-year option taken up by Washington, so he's, he's in a contract year. And when I was preparing for tonight, I wrote down, I hope we have a massive problem at the end of the season that we can't pay him because his play was that good and we've got number six in the cabinet. It would be a great problem to have. But I know there's a lot of talk about the secondary, but you're going to add an extra piece. I've seen the memes going around already, chaps. Thanos with his glove and his infinity stones and what better reference for, for me than that. But I think it's a, it's a no-brainer, to be honest, Gareth. What about you? Were, you? were you excited or are you a little bit apprehensive? I'm, ex- I'm excited. It did come out of the blue. It wasn't necessarily what I expected after trading for Randy Gregory. I thought we would focus perhaps a little bit more on the back end. It does sound like John Lynch has been hatching this for several weeks, so it wasn't a sort of uh, impulse buy, if you like. He had been considering it, and they had recognised that perhaps they needed a little bit of help at the other end from uh, Nick Bosa. It possibly maybe read a bit too much into it, but it doesn't look good for Drake Jackson, who seems to have disappeared uh, entirely. Um, so don't quite know what's going on there. And my only concern isn't really to do with Chase Young. It's to do with will this actually solve the defensive problems we've seen in the last three weeks? Because a lack of pass rush studs hasn't been our problem since we have Nick Bosa and Jerron Hargrave and the, the other players around them and Eric Armstead. So it wasn't necessarily the position of, of biggest need. I think we did talk about cornerback, uh, and there is a rumour, of course, that we did try to uh, trade uh, Adderley Jackson, but the Giants are so utterly useless, they either can't tell the time or operate a fax machine. So, But take from that what you will. It's a, it's a shame, but I am excited over this trade, and I do think it is. He is a, potentially a player that we could be able to extend, particularly maybe on something like a one-year prove-it deal, particularly if it's successful, if he fits in, if he's enjoying playing with Bosa. Obviously, they all love uh, Chris, the uh, defensive line coach. It is possible he would say, well, actually, I'll I'll take a team-friendly deal and do another year uh, and build my resume a bit and, and go for some big money somewhere else down the line. So I think it's a, it's a no-lose trade, particularly because it was one of those compo picks. It's free if you look at it that way. So I'm very pleased with it. You did mention the injury history. Obviously, as sometimes happens, a little bit of news comes out of Washington afterwards, potentially about his attitude. Any concerns for either of you on that side? Not really. Um, I I think most players (laughs) will have attitude 
once in a while. So no, I'm not, I'm not particularly worried about that. I think um, a change is as good as a rest. Coming over to the 49ers might be exactly the thing he needs. It, it could be that he was just disillusioned at Washington because, I mean, let's face it, they're not a particularly good team. Um, he's come into the league as a marquee player. And I think he had high hopes of actually being able to challenge for a Super Bowl. Washington haven't particularly progressed much since 2020. Um, yes, the defence was quite good, but other than that, they were never really that competitive. So coming across to the 49ers, I think that's going to change his attitude uh, immensely. Plus, he's going to be working with a, a lot more players who are his level and above. So I think he's going to see it as a challenge to himself. And and like I said, I think a change is as good as a rest. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. And again, I'll repeat what I said before. Chris Kosarek, I think once he gets his hands under him and starts moulding him, I'm just really excited to see him play. I can't wait. I mean, I was excited, Gareth, when I saw reports that Borsa has stayed behind, for want of a better word, they're on a bye week and Borsa's already opened. Well, welcome Chase with open arms and he's going to get him up to speed with the scheme. Um, our good friend Richard Sherman, I'm a big fan of his podcast and he was asked, is this going to solve the problems? Like you've just mentioned there, Gareth. And he was like, I hope that Wilkes is just going to let that front four do what they do best, pin their ears back and get after the quarterback. And when you look at pressures, we have talked about the eye test on this show and I know Nadji will be tuning in when this goes live. But the pressure is there. And if you add a premier pass rusher, like Lee has just said, surely it all adds up. I mean, I know we get accused of being biased and all, you know, now Chase Young's come to you guys from Washington. He's one of the better players in the league. But his performance has been there. Go and watch the game tape. I'm like, Lee, I don't spend a lot of time with the commanders, but it seems a little bit strange that the news has come out afterwards. And it could be, Lee, that he was in a contract year. Washington wasn't doing anything. So he thought, right, I want to get mine. I want to get my game tape out there. I want to get my stats out there. And it's a bit of a win-win because he's coming to us, Gareth, and he's still in that contract year. But now he's come to one of the premier teams in the NFL, Super Bowl contender. And like I said earlier, I'm smiling because I want us to have a problem at the end of the season because it'll mean his performance is backed up with how good he thinks he is. But uh, mm -hmm. I think we've got the team, the locker room, Shanahan, Lynch, Kasurik, as Lee says, better than me. So it's... I've got to repeat myself, it's low risk, high reward. That's, that's the mantra that I'm repeating with the Chase Young deal. Absolutely. And I think uh, perhaps different players, but looking to past history, I think Washington might have said that Trent Williams had an attitude problem. And it seems to be the common denominator there is not the player, it's that franchise. I know the ownership has changed, but sometimes when you've been there for a few years, yeah, I think you're, I agree with Lee. Uh, fresh air, other side of the country, old mate in Nick Bosa, top defensive line coach, some other older heads around him and players he can clearly respect uh, from from what they've achieved. I think that sounds like he's in a he's in a good position. I think it's it is going to be interesting to see if it does change what either what we do or certainly offensive coordinators are going to have to scheme around yet another stud pass rusher. I, my my only concern is that will it solve the problems we'd seen, which we've talked about, which seems to be on the back end. And without pointing the finger too much at Wilkes, I think Lee covered it well on the last show. 
that he's not necessarily the right fit because he's defensive backs coach and he's playing the defence back to front and we've built a defence which is front to back. And maybe that's where there's this little bit of disconnect that's causing us an issue. I also did see that uh, your old mate Sammy Womack might be due to come off IR fairly soonly. So that was something we talked about. Maybe that is something that is in the mix, that they do think there's some players potentially in the building who might be able to mix up the back end as well and might be benefited from uh, another stud pass rusher because I'm pretty sure offensive coordinators are going to have a few sleepless nights looking at how do we double-team all of these guys. Um Expect to see five tight end sets, I think. I mean, you said it before, Gareth. How, you know, are they going to change what they do? I think the fact that Jackson has struggled, Farrell hasn't been as good as we thought. And if you think back to the 49ers in recent years, we've had good rotation on that D line. Chase Young isn't going to be an every down player at the 49ers. And I think that'll play into his, um, his strengths. I think he'll improve us on third down. It might, as you've said, give Drake Jackson. They kick up the backside. Kinlaw flashed at the start of the season. It's disappeared a little bit. But if, if they can come in for a couple of reps to keep these premier pass rushers fit, and like you said, if you go back and watch the 49ers over recent years, once that front four is firing on all cylinders, it takes the pressure off the second drain. I think they've kind of doubled down, for want of a better word. Lynch and Shannon have said, we're not ripping it all down. We just need to get better at getting to the quarterback. And if we can get that... And if we can eradicate those screen players with those guys at the front, and then it's all set for Lee's bite to come back and save the season. Uh, we've released Brown, who we picked up. I think we've re- released Sherfield. Sheffield confuses me because he has that number 35 on. So that signifies that Womack and Daryl Luter Jr. could feature. So who knows, Gareth? Maybe that was why we decided not to pursue one of the more expensive cornerbacks. Because I think they've been on record, the team, saying we were in the market for both. And I don't know whether to believe that Giants trade because the tweet I've seen isn't a reliable source. But maybe the plan was a premier pass rusher all along because Sammy Womack's going to come back and save the season. And that's where I get a smile from, Lee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I completely agree with you there. I mean, th- this is what I was saying the other day. I can well see Sammy Womack coming back, being pushed to the outside, Dion Mandola not coming on inside, and Isaiah Oliver to all the pass backs and get up the... Uh, get out the facility um to, to answer to answer gareth's question do i think chase young is going to solve the issues no i think that is down to the way work schemes i think shanahan is all over that he, he's now going into defensive meetings and actually sitting in there to find out what's happening um and i think he'll be told in no uncertain terms that you need to play like we've been playing the last couple of seasons Stop scheming with these uh, th- these blitzes from your cornerbacks and stuff like that. I I think we're gonna we- we're gonna see a different defense come the second half of the season, and having um, Chase Young there is it's just gonna make it better, especially if we start playing with the front four as being the main uh, guys that are pressure. Because I mean, for the last two three seasons now, we- we've only been um, pressuring from the front four. The cornerbacks have been left to go after the wide receivers. So, yeah, I, I don't think the signing necessarily is going to solve the problem, but I do think it's going to help when the other little tweaks are made, and especially when Sammy Walmart gets back as well. That's it. So I think we've we've covered the trade. 
I think we knew it might be a little bit of a shorter show. I, I do have a couple of things that I was thinking about this week. What could we what could we fill out the show? Um, and, well, I can't prove it. Uh, I think Halloween night, I was sitting there thinking, it's week eight and no head coaches have been fired. And then I thought maybe that's something to talk about on the show with some predictions. And I thought further and went, it's definitely going to be the Raiders who fire their coach first. Uh, and I woke up the next day to see that it had happened. Uh, any reaction other than amusement? for the dumpster fire that is the Raiders? Um, so it, it did not shock me whatsoever. It, it's the second time that he's had a head coach position and the second time that he's been cut off a lot. So no, it, it didn't surprise us. And obviously it's the Raiders. It's the Raiders. Um, what, what's his face? Um, oh, I can't Davis. remember what you call the owner. Davis, Mark Dave, Davis. Davis. Yeah, yeah. He, he's kind of taken over from uh, where, where his father left off. And he, he's just running it the way he thinks it should be run and if if he doesn't want something then he just gets rid of them. He, Al Davis was never referred to doing that and Mark Davis isn't either um, I think the more surprising thing is is that Jimmy Garoppolo has been benched and you thought that was surprising I, I, I did I did because I mean they've put everything on the rookie now Aidan Connell so well, well, I thought it was more surprising. He, he played against us yeah. He played against oh. us last year in his, in his debut. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a rookie. He was a rookie was last year. I, 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 yeah, I thought it was oh, um, played against us. You're right. You're right. I got yeah. confused there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. I'm just embarrassed. I'll just shut up. Now, you're just like the Raiders <laughs> social media team, Gareth. They waited for the news that Jimmy had been benched and then tweeted out happy birthday. I mean, social media is not everyone's cup of tea, but I did feel for Jimmy a little bit on that one. Happy birthday, son. Get yourself on the bench. Yeah, I, th I think the funniest thing about it is, I mean, I, I did like Jimmy when he was at the 49ers, honestly. I, I did like him because, obviously, he was better than Bethard. He was better than Nick Mullins. He was better than Brian Hoyer. He, he was the best quarterback we'd had in a long time until until um, Brock Purdy came along. So I, I did like him. But what you've seen on social media over the last 12 months, ever since, um, well, 24 months ever since we uh, drafted Trey Lance, is people saying, well, why on earth are you getting rid of Jimmy? All he does is win. He can go and win in any team. All he does is win. We weren't winning until Jimmy got here. And obviously now he's gone to the Raiders and they're getting beat week in, week out. Jimmy's certainly not winning now, is he? I, I think, think he... Good now, go on, Paul. Go on. All I was going to say, Gareth, I don't know if you saw Devante Adams at the weekend smashing his helmet on the floor. There were some interceptions. There were some overthrows. And I'm just smirking, Gareth, because the rabbit hole that Gowland's opened up, we don't want to bash Jimmy on this show. He plays for the Raiders. But, like you said, Lee, some people did have short memories. And I have seen those social media accounts that with Jimmy stands, they've gone very quiet recently. So that's all I was going to say, Gareth. Yeah, I don't want to speak too, too badly of him. He obviously had a poor game in the last outing. And I think when he left, we did talk about it would be interesting to see how he performs without Shanahan. And it would give us a good idea of what Shanahan's scheme does for a quarterback, which I think is some of the little bit of a knock on Brock Purdy at the moment, where they say, well, he's not actually as good because look what Shanahan produced out of Nick Mullins and Jimmy G. So... It, Purdy is a system quarterback but I think if it works if that system works I don't care um, and I think Brock's come out as well and said he doesn't care either so um, not not one that we need to uh, to dwell on too much 
And while there's no Niners game this weekend, I don't know if you guys will be catching anything on Sunday. There is the small matter of the game in Germany, the Chiefs-Dolphins. Don't quite know how uh, the Germans have been lucky enough to actually snag a decent game compared to the um, mismatches we tend to get in London, uh, which don't tend to set the heart racing. But the uh, um, the Germans, including any of our Niner faithful over in uh, Germany, have, have got themselves a cracker, I think. Um, that could be a good game for Sunday afternoon and there's a small matter of course of the rest of our division rivals playing this weekend uh, Seahawks Ravens um, Cardinals Browns and Rams Packers are you going to be keeping your eyes open for any of those games anything to watch well I think I'll do the same thing as I do most weeks and um, put red zone on so I'll, I'll catch them all when they're in the red zone um, obviously I, I'm first and foremost a, 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 an NFL fan um, but obviously my real passion is the 49ers, but yeah, I, I like watching Red Zone. Yeah, I think I'll be the same, Gareth. Uh, slightly changed now that I'm no longer a single man living on my own because previously my house used to be NFL Sunday and my friends who weren't allowed to watch NFL at their house used to come to mind, but lately I'll stick Red Zone on. I'll sort my fantasy teams out. Um, I'm smirking because, like you said, the London games co- could only wish for a game like Chiefs-Dolphins. And I know a few of the Chiefs fans who I've done shows with, I've seen their tweets this morning, getting ready to fly out. So that should be a cracker of a game. I hope it's a shootout as a neutral. You want to see a great game. Um, I'm not going to make any bold predictions for our divisional rivals, though I would love to see the Seahawks get beat for obvious reasons. But what about you, Gareth? Will you be tuning into Red Zone or do you prefer to watch a particular game? Because I know some people don't like Red Zone. They just like to watch a full game. No, I, I I love Red Zone. I think it's some of the best sports, uh, live sports commentary and uh, format that you can get anywhere because you're watching all the games simultaneously without any of the dull bits. Uh, and, you know, who doesn't love Scott Hansen uh, and, and the way he keeps the energy up and the slightly chaotic nature of three games going on at the same time. So I do love Red Zone. I will probably have the uh, Chiefs-Dolphins game on. Uh, if I can in the afternoon, probably keep an eye on that, see what happens. Uh, again, I hope that is going to be a cracking game. The Chiefs were, let's face it, pretty disappointing, losing badly to the Broncos, so they're going to want a reaction. And I think, obviously, the Dolphins are going to want to make a statement game if they can knock off the Chiefs. I can't remember. I think they're technically the road team, not that it really matters in this situation, but they they're going to want to put a statement out. And yes, I will certainly be paying some interest to hopefully hopefully watching the Ravens stomp all over the Seahawks uh, and show the Seahawks that they're not quite perhaps as good as their, their record says they are. They have won some tight games and fair play to them for that. But I don't actually think they have been that good. But I am touching wood and I hope that doesn't come back to bite me. Um, but yeah, Rams, Packers and Cardinals, Browns doesn't fill me with a huge amount of interest or excitement for either of those. But there we go. It's the bye week. We can take our week off. Have we got any final bits of news? It's going to be a short show. Short, sharp shock for everyone. No, no no, no PSAs this week. I was just going to say, when Seahawks traded for Williams, my friend Neil, who's a Seahawks fan, was very giddy. And then when we traded for Chase Young, he went very quiet. And then he messaged really? me to say, you've definitely won out of the two trades, yeah. which I did think was quite funny. So I just wanted to give him a bit of a mention because as much as he's a Seahawks fan, he tends to listen to all our shows. So I think I there's something he? he's not admitting to himself, Gareth. 
Mike says he's a Seahawks fan, but I think deep down he knows his heart is red and gold. <laughs> Especially since they paid a second and a fifth. But there we go. So, thank you, lads. Thanks to everyone who listens and watches the show. We will be back next week. I think we're going to have a look back at the first half of the season and maybe look ahead to the back end of the season since we'll have no game to actually review on Monday. So enjoy your weekend. For this week only, go Ravens, but go Niners. <laughs> go on, Niners. Bang, bang, Nana gang. We love the San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark Garrison Hurst, Stiff Farm going 99 Don't get it twisted, one and all with Rob Tom John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the side